Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Mind and Body podcast. I am here with not only a wonderful person, but also my business partner. I'm here with Shannon Werner, the founder of Relevate Studio in San Diego. Hey, Shannon. Hey, Nadia. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. So everybody, today is a special guest because Shannon and I are working on an amazing project with another person by the name of Michelle Duval. And we are launching Bar Babes Unite this March, March 10th. So I'm so excited to have Shannon on because not only is she an inspiration to the world of bar and Pilates, but she's also become a dear friend and also my business partner. So Shannon, why don't you just share with everybody a little bit about you and your background and how you fell into bar and Pilates, and then we can share much more about our upcoming project. Awesome. Yes. Thank you again for having me today. I'm so excited for Bar Babes Unite. I think both of us are counting the days all the time (laughs) (laughs) until we can finally be together. Um, But yeah, oh my gosh, what to say. It's such a long journey to get where I am today. So originally, you know, teaching movement wasn't something I had mapped out when I was younger. Um, I fell in love with music at a really young age and learned to play clarinet and other instruments and really was involved in music. And then in high school, I became in love with science. Like I fell in love with science, biology in particular, and ended up taking the path of becoming a scientist. I went to undergrad for chemistry, um, ended up earning my PhD in biochemistry about 10 years ago, which is hard to believe that that was 10 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Time Time really flies. Yeah. But it was just one of those stories where you plow down a path for several years. And perhaps I didn't listen to the signs and signals along the way that maybe I wasn't so happy with this career path that I chose. And it wasn't until well after my PhD program and finding a job and working in pharmaceutical industry for about five years between academic research, pharma, and then working in biotech that I just realized was like, oh man, you know, I'm not doing what I want to do. There's something that's missing. And really the missing link the whole time was about wanting to be in service. First of all, I wanted to help people. And that was really the underlying reason, like when my fascination was science, but really I would want to make an impact on people's lives and help them. And in that journey, this big soup of school and grad school, and I was doing triathlon and I was involved in a lot of sports and athletics and running and all these things, I found yoga. And that was what you would, I would call, I guess, the gateway drug for me for movement. <laughs> I was, um, it was uh, found yoga in undergrad, was really stressed out, of course, was not taking care of my body. I was like working three jobs, doing school, working in a lab and found the yoga mat and felt so out of place <laughs> being in this class for the first couple of times, but loved it. And yoga mm-hmm. over the next, that next decade from undergrad until I did my first teacher training program became an integral part of my life, like finding solace on the mat. And then, and then I found bar soon after that. And we can dig deeper into these stories if you want to, but found bar after living in Boston wanting a big change, moved back to San Diego and was just looking for something new. And a colleague had introduced me to a studio that was local here called Bar 3. And it took one class 
And I was hooked. One class. That was it. I walked in. I was like, this is, you know, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm not a dancer. I have no background in this, but I heard some really good music in the background. (laughs) Opening breaths. And I was sold. I was literally shaking and dying within the warm up, you know, Mm -hmm. and was sold. And then later on, it was actually in the two, almost two years ago, I started my Pilates teacher training with Stop Pilates um, and eventually became certified in that. So first became certified in yoga, then bar, then Pilates. And now wow. I put it all together. <laughs> so that's, wow. that's been like over a decade in the making, all those trainings. And um, amazing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So uh, backpedaling a little bit, you yeah. mentioned that, you know, you went down the career path, you know, biochemistry and pharmaceutical. Mm. At what point were you like, Mm, this isn't for me because sometimes you know you fall into a career path and it might just be the workplace or maybe a particular project but how did you know that this just wasn't what you wanted to do for the rest of your life sure yeah oh man Nadia there's so many points to be honest like the first point was really back in graduate school so I was at UCSD I was loving life you know, growing up in Boston and winters, like moving to San Diego felt like a dream. Uh, and I remember working, you know, on a Sunday afternoon in the lab and just feeling like, huh, like I'm working a lot. And this is, I'm in my mid twenties at this point, I'm already like really beginning to, um, drain my energy and really burn out. And Mm. I remember thinking like, I am so interested in this subject Yet I feel that, you know, the path that it takes to be successful in this field is going to create massive burnout. And back Mm. then, you know, getting funding for projects, it was already turning around. It's such super competitive now to get a project funded by the government or by a fellowship. And it was already changing back then, like 15 years ago. And it was become, it was very competitive. It was very political environment in terms of like having your work supported Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking to myself, like, hmm, this isn't really who I am, that kind of political person, like, you know, having to maybe create a certain story in order to get my project funded. I was like, I'm just really interested and passionate <laughs> about what I'm doing. Like, right. all these other things felt like not maybe bordering on unethical. That was much later for me, like feeling like, oh, I don't, I don't know if like my ethics align with it, but just feeling like I'm really burnt out. I'm 25 years old. I already have adrenal fatigue. Like, how is this going to possibly work out for me? And then later on in my postdoc, I moved up to San Francisco, went to um, Berkeley. And it was then for that, it was the environment. I was working in a lab where it was just not aligned, like myself and the advisor, our personalities clash. I was a super hard worker, but he's like very micromanaging. And then it was like, just like little signals along the way where you're like, oh, you know, just feeling this like, oh, this isn't really working for me. And even though I love this subject, something was misaligned. And then later after I left that and moved into industry, it was that same feeling of like, I really want to help people, but there's just so much red tape between me pipetting into this Petri dish, like cells like in media yeah. and me feeling like someone is going to change their life and uh, recover from cancer, for example, because I ended up working in cancer biology and I just felt 10,000 times removed, yet my health was being impacted and over wow. time burnout Um, I had awful health crash from like 2012 to 2015, like a lot of my 
endocrine system went down, hormone system went down, my digestion was a mess, and I was just a wow. stress disaster. Um, so like wanting to be in service and helping people, and yet I was having trouble helping myself and taking care of myself and really um, honoring where my body was. And it wasn't until looking at all of that data and saying, whoa, like I am not, something's totally misaligned. And it wasn't until I began to teach VAR in 2015 that I realized I was like, oh, this is what I'm meant to do. Right. And I remember having a, like when I was in high school, like going for a little jog and thinking to myself, like, you know what? It would be fun to like teach at a gym. It was just like this little thought and I had <laughs> yeah. no idea where, where it was coming from because I didn't right. grow up from in an athletic family or sports oriented family or trainers or Pilates instructors or nothing like that. And, but had that little thought. And then later when it was finally happening, I was like, Oh, now I, now I know why that thought was there. I just didn't get it at the time. It's funny. You, you literally basically answered my next question. Oh, cool. I'm, a strong <laughs> believer, I'm a strong believer in signs and I feel mm. like signs are there, but we don't recognize them mm-hmm. until after we've already achieved whatever that sign was mm-hmm. I wanted to know, like, Looking back, in addition to that scenario when you were in high school, were there mm. signs that that kind of popped up and you were like, oh, that's what led me here? Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're always kind of like pointing you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, so many signs. Like, for, for example, signs that maybe I directed myself in the wrong way first. A lot of it had to do with me wanting to follow the rules, right? It was like, mm-hmm. I wanted to please my parents. I you know, I was really passionate about music. I mean, literally, I'd come home from school after band practice, practice for two more hours, like, love it. I was obsessed. And I remember when I went to apply for college, I applied to schools that also had a music program and really wanting to do at least do a minor in music and then remembering my parents are saying, that's awesome, Shannon. And remember, like, yeah, you want a career that pays the bills and blah, 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 yeah. and gets the house right. and all these things. And I was just like, okay, you know, and I, I trusted them and they were doing the best that they could. They wanted a good life for me too. But it was those little signs that in my heart, I was like, but, but, but I, but this is, I love this, right? you know, and not having the tools as a young person, you know, you trust your parents, you trust society to kind of tell you <laughs> what to do, you know, and, that, and not listening to my heart. So really along the way, like little moments when my heart said, but, 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 and I didn't mm-hmm. listen, like it was, mm-hmm. those were, that was my intuition, my soul, like speaking to me. And I just didn't have one, the tools, the knowledge and courage to listen to that because I was like, man, I'm going to disappoint my parents. Like, I don't know how to go this path. If, what if I fail, you know, where is right. failure, but really like the direction of saying little signals saying, yes, like this is my path for, in terms of teaching movement, two things. One was that I felt really out of place in high school sports. I felt like I played softball, but never really felt part of anything. And it was the, this really deep desire to wanting to feel a part of something that was a signal to me that now is the seed and basically the whole foundation of Relevate is creating a place where everyone can come and feel welcome. Love so there that. was that. And then later on, like stepping onto the mat the, for the first time in yoga in undergrad, for example, feeling like 
you know, a baby ostrich, just like a baby <laughs> giraffe, like just like step, standing up for the first time, like having no idea what I was doing and hearing all the Sanskrit being spoken to me. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Put my foot where, you know, but having this like immense joy for the process and mm-hmm. never thinking that I would do yoga or then later in bar walking in and being like, feeling that like soul level, like, yes, like this is amazing. And then later, you know, being introduced to Pilates and having that gut. Yes. Like, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen, how I'm going to make this training happen, but I want to be a teacher and just really from childhood and teenage years, not really knowing what to do with these signals that I was getting into adulthood and perfectly transparent. Like I'm still learning how to listen to my heart. Um, hearing these signals, like this is next, like this is what you're meant to do and not really knowing how, but just like really following that heart. Yes. That intuition. Yes. Um, but I think it was it's really so hard. Yeah, please. Sorry, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think it's so hard for us. Um, Cause I can relate to a lot of what you're saying for me that I, I don't want to speak for you, but for me, fear was a big factor mm-hmm. um, doing and like, just like you, I wanted to please my parents, you know, society says, you know, what's, what's the right thing. Like technically what I wanted to do was a hobby. You could make right. a living off of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So totally. like, that fear of pushing against the norm was such a, big thing for me but I feel like a lot similar to you like there were just consistent signs that I don't feel I ignored because I still kind of did stuff on the side I always had a regular nine to five but then I Mm -hmm. had my side hustle so um I really think a lot a lot of it is fear um or the unknown you know like absolutely yeah I told I I can really relate to a lot of what you're saying Yeah. And to your point saying that, like, when you hear about like, oh, I'm going to be a fitness instructor, you don't like no one taught us when we were little, like that is a path, right? Mm -hmm. You think about that. It's like less than a part-time job. You do it because you're passionate, you you know, or anything, right? Anything that doesn't have, like you have need a degree associated with it. You kind of look at it as like, eh, you know, and that's what we're taught. (laughs) That's what society teaches us. It's like, you need a degree or training and apprenticeship and a trade to make this a quote unquote worthwhile investment of your life. And now I look at that and I'm like bollocks, like no way. Like that's not even true at all. Like anything that you invest your time and energy into that makes you feel alive and filled with passion and energy is worth investing your time. Like whether that is, you know, the side hustle, whether it's your full hustle. Um, But it's going to take, I honestly, I feel if I can be honest, like, it, this will keep on changing because I keep on adding all these, these oh trainings my gosh, and, I know. and various <laughs> things. It's going to change again and it's yeah. okay. And that's okay. And I, and I think that's <laughs> great. And I feel like when you, I don't know, I feel like that's part of being alive, right? Like just yeah. wanting more, changing, wanting mm-hmm. to learn more. And I think, yeah. that, that's, I think that's fantastic. So my next question is, if mm. you could tell, you said 25, you really started to feel the burnout right mm, so mm-hmm. the, the, sh- the shed and I know the shed and I met is so zen it's so calm <laughs> <laughs> even in the midst of our planning of our event you're just so calm so what was Shannon today tell the 25 year old Shannon three tips oh man first take yeah. a deep breath yeah <laughs> yeah breathe girlfriend breathe uh, <laughs> at 25 I was really like I'm like not even type A. I was like type A triple plus, like (laughs) perfectionist to the max, like 
work until it's done. It doesn't matter if it's till 3 a.m. It doesn't matter till you're working all weekend for three weeks in a row. You do it. You put the head down and go. And that was the environment I grew up in. It's like, in order to succeed, you need to work hard. So that was a belief that went right in, right to my heart. And still I'm unraveling. But it was like, take a deep breath. Can you step back, 25-year-old Shannon, and rest a little bit? Can you take a 10-minute break and go walk outside? Can you go and swim in the pool and not swim to say that you swam 3,000 meters? Just splash around. (laughs) Yeah. Rest, rest, rest. Go to restorative yoga and try. Don't worry about sweating, right? So is this component of... And to be really honest, Nadia, like I'm still practicing this today because all of that old programming of like, go, 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 work super hard is so embedded. Like I'm still working on it, to be honest. But that was the big thing, like step back a little bit so that you can let your soul speak to you. So you can let your intuition speak to you because there's so much that your soul wants to tell you and you're not listening and you're just plowing forward. So that's the first one. Um, The second thing is learning how to take care of your container in terms of what you eat. Like back when I was like, yeah, girl, like, (laughs) uh, I like to tell the joke that in grad school, I was on the brown food diet. Mm. (laughs) It was like Cheerios and cereal and bread and like all carbs and oh gosh, what a mess. And like, no wonder I ended up in adrenal fatigue. I was training for like Ironman triathlons and I was eating cereal 10 times a day. Yeah. So it was like really beginning to learn. And it's ironic as a scientist, like I had no training in nutrition back then. Um, and I just did, had no idea how to feed myself. So a lot of it would be, you know, taking the time to learn how to cook, pull out a few recipes, <laughs> please put some vegetables in your body um, specifically the whole rainbow, but truthfully, it was, it was really learning how to eat. I had, I had an eating disorder as a teenager. So learning how to eat has been an ongoing, um, process for me, like in through my twenties, it was still a lot of disordered eating, especially when like different diets, like paleo came online when I was in grad school and then whole 30 and, 30 clean and clean, clean, clean. Everything needs to be clean. And then I went to the <laughs> way to the other side and became like super orthorexic and like afraid of what I was putting in my mouth. So now looking back, it's like, my love, can you please learn again, connect with your soul, like connect with your spirit and begin to practice intuitive eating. And I know you just published an article on I know. intuitive eating and too, which I was just reading, which is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, this girl is my soul sister. Like you're talking <laughs> everything I'm relating to. I was just like, yes. Yeah. Because I wanted to follow the rules. It was always going there. So whatever new program came out when whole 30 was just coming out, it's like, Ooh, perfect. I'm going to follow every rule, be super strict for 30 days. And then I went back to my brown food diet. It was like, awful. <laughs> you know, I didn't really yeah. know the push and pull the yin, the yang, like ways to balance it. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely like learning how to eat. And of course I'd love to reparent and recoach 25 year old me. Cause I was a mess. Um, and then the third thing I would share with 25 year old me is to learn, um, how to use her voice, learn how to speak her truth. Uh, I was, and still to this day, I'm still learning how, and this will be lifelong. All of these things I'm mentioning are lifelong processes. I just feel like I have more awareness about it now than I did 
you know, 12 years ago. But really, I spent a lot of time in grad school. I would speak up, for example, in a group lab meeting or something like that. And I had no problem speaking at um, events or speaking and presenting my projects. Like I didn't have trouble being confident in that way. But when it came to share like my deepest self, like my vulnerabilities or things that were weighing on my heart or if someone hurt me, like I really had a hard time speaking my truth and saying, Hey, you know, when you do this, it makes me feel this way. Um, And in the process, I was walked all over for most of my life. You know, I didn't know Mm -hmm. how to say no. I was always taking on more and more and more, which still, again, is something that I'm actively working on Mm -hmm. um, and having boundaries because I I was like right out the womb was a people pleaser, you know, like do everything in my power to make everyone happy. Um, But then at what expense, like my own health, my own happiness. So really learning to say, you know what, girlfriend, like what, what's the meme that's out there? Like, you know, you can love peaches. You can be the juiciest peach out there, but some people aren't going to like peaches, right? So, I love that. Right? Like, be okay with yeah. some people not liking you and not yes. resonating with your message and, you know, wish them well and, you know, wish for them that they find the person they resonate with. But, you know, I don't hold that on my heart that I'm a bad person because of it, you know? And yeah. that's really I, been work I've been doing now, even more so in starting a business, you know? Yeah, so. I can mm-hmm. relate to so much. I remember I would be so afraid to, I was concerned about what people thought, right? Like, mm-hmm. what would they think? Why would I, if I say that, what if that's so, I was actually the opposite. Like in class, I wouldn't raise my, even though the answer was right. I was just like, what if it's wrong? It might mm. be wrong. Like I overthink thought everything. Mm-hmm. And like, like looking back on that, I'm like, oh my God, Nadia, get a grip. As <laughs> oh. like, also with certain friends, you know, I I didn't want to not go because what if she gets mad at me? I don't want her to be mad at me. Totally. Now I look back on that. I was like, wow, it's a learning lesson. And, you know, I don't regret it. But at the same time, like, I think so much energy was wasted on that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I learned from it. And just like you, I continue to learn from it. And I have no problem trimming the fat when it comes to people in my life. (laughs) Yeah, girl. Because if you make me feel a certain way and that brings, no, I'm not having it. So Mm -hmm. I totally can relate to so much of what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I love it. And I feel like it's important to be patient with younger you, right? Because we all come onto this planet with certain levels of awareness and my feeling, and maybe not everyone shares this belief, is that our lifetime on this planet is like building awareness. Like we gain experience, we have an experience, it creates some sort of physical or emotional effect, we learn from it or not. (laughs) And then it can either repeat or we move on and we evolve and we grow. And so I look back at this whole journey and, you know, a lot has happened, a lot of traumatic things I've had to heal from, physical illness, like you know, depression, mental illness, a little bit like dealing with a lot of depression and anxiety in my 20s and even early 30s. And looking back at that younger me and like just holding her with so much love and compassion because Mm -hmm. we have to go through these things and hard challenges in order to come out the other side and gain that wisdom. And I'm sure so much more will happen between, you know, 37 now and 77 Right. You know, and, and then, you, you know, you end up speaking with elders and you're just like, whoa, you're just blown away by the wisdom <laughs> that they share. And wh- why? Because they had they went through it, you know, and as a right. result, they have that wisdom. So 
I try and look at it now is like whenever something really hard happens, it's like, okay, I may not know it now, but a lesson will be learned and someday I'll understand it. Yeah. And I think that's a better way to treat a scenario instead of, I've tried to look at things like that too. Like even if it's quote unquote bad, nothing Mm -hmm. that is bad because when, you know, in the moment it may not feel great, but when it, it, I always learn something from it. So that's Mm -hmm. what I really try to walk away with. Yeah. I love Uh, it. So, okay. So as, as you evolved into your new career, I'm sure you've changed your own life tremendously. So I'm sure there's other people's lives such as your clients or friends that you've you've actually touched and changed their lives as well. Is there a Mm. story in your mind that sticks out um, that either just being a friend or being, um, you know, their Pilates instructor or yoga instructor that has really helped transform someone's life that you can remember? Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of examples. Um, Back when I was teaching at the original um, bar studio, bar three, where is where I got my start and did my certification, there was a client who came and she went to multiple instructors classes. So I don't claim to, you know, own this whole process. Um, But (laughs) she came and she had a severe, severe back injury where she had had some spinal fusion, some rods in her spine and came in and all of us as an instructor team said, okay, we really need to take care of this client because she has severe back injuries There's certain movements that don't work. And of course you, being a new instructor at the time, I was scared, you know, like, and it was the first experience working with someone who had, you know, pretty significant injury, but the beauty of bar three and as a brand and the beauty of Relevate that I've created is it's all about creating a workout that you can make your own in terms of modifying. And I'm, you know, modifying obviously is not just at bar three or Relevate, you know, all of us as instructors offer some level of modifications for exercises. But I remember, her coming in and not being able to do a plank at all. Mm-hmm. Certain exercises, you know, lying back wor- didn't work. And I remember like leading her through class and giving modifications and so gingerly, like being concerned in the back of my mind, like, oh my gosh, please don't get more injured. You know, <laughs> I know. wanting the best for her. And then over the process of about, you know, eight months, she's popping into plank, like no problem. And wow. is doing almost every exercise with no problem. And I remember her coming to me and the other instructors in tears, like just so feeling so much gratitude that not only one, she felt welcomed to come move her body and wasn't like pushed away. Like, Oh, well, since you have injury, you can't come. But two, like seeing so much progress. And I remember she came to a lot of my classes and just watching her, journey like literally brought me to tears like sometimes in class I'd have to repoise myself because I'd see her doing certain moves and it would just be like wow like it was healing in action like happening like class after class and you know certain days she'd come in say you know I'm a little sore I can't go as deep today and I'm like great you know do your thing but that at the you know before that studio closed I remember like her and I having a heart to heart and she's like this has changed my life like just hearing the and it's, and like I say, I don't claim it was me. It wasn't, it was the environment. It was that we provided, that we created as a team, as a culture, as the clients came together and rooted her on, it was really a community effort. But I remember that being like, for me, this is why I do this. It just was like, shoo, straight to the heart, right. straight to the heart. And since starting Relevate, there have been several times where I feel like um, just people feel safe. 
coming in and sharing things with me. So I've had a lot of clients come in and share about, you know, deep things that are, they're going through divorces, um, things about having a baby, pregnancy, loss of child babies, you know, like coming to me and knowing that they feel safe coming into our home, which I call relevate. It's, it's home. It's a safe home for you to come and they can move and feel safe and not be judged and not be criticized or they're not expected to like, burn themselves to death in class. Like I say, you could, you could pop down to child's pose for the rest of class. You are welcome here. And that's something I, I just feel proud of, like creating that kind of environment where it's like, I know every client's name. Um, yeah. It's like takes one class if you're new and then I, I remember you, you know, and just allowing people to come in as they are. Yeah. And so that feeling and like helping people rehab, you know, I have a client coming in right now where she has, her knee is um, a couple of the ligaments are torn. She's in a brace. And I remember her saying, Oh my gosh, Shannon, like I'm, I'm not going to be able to come back. Like, what am I going to do? And she, and then she got the brace. Um, she's a doctor. So she's it. She, you know, she, she can do this safely for herself, but she's coming to class and coming to Pilates. And as time goes on, I'm giving her the modifications and she's like, Shannon, I feel stronger, even wow. though like the recommendation is for her to go get surgery, which she'll probably do um, eventually. But it's just that feeling of movement heals. And when you right. create an environment where it's not just the movement, it's not just the anatomy, it's not just like bend your knees a little bit more, work your booty a little bit more. It's, it's that environment of safety and safe space and love and community and friendship and sisterhood and all of that, that for me, I feel is most healing for people. And I think that's what attracts a lot of people to Relevate, but also to movement and studios in general, because there is that level of community and support and love. Ah, that's such a perfect tie-in to our event, which I'd love for you to share um, with the listeners, like why it was important for you to be involved with Bar Babes Unite, because everything you basically said was the fundamental reasons why we created Bar Babes Mm -hmm. Unite. So Mm -hmm. why don't you share with everybody, like, what attracted you to the idea when Michelle reached out to you and what they have to look forward to on March 10th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like, are we here yet? Are we in March 10th? That's all I was <laughs> I'm so excited. So <clears throat> I met first, I met Michelle Duval, um, who leads bar variations and she's a phenomenal, I think role model and leader within the bar community in terms of creating not only an online, but also manual for different bar moves. And she goes around and does trainings. And I remember connecting with her and just, you know, it's one of those, and it's the same feeling I had with new you, Nadia, when we first connected, it was like just this heart to heart connection. We've never met each other in real life, like, but just start to communicate. And it was like, okay, yep. She's one of my people. And (laughs) I just remember speaking. It was just, we were DMing on Instagram, Michelle and I, and I was saying, you know what? Like, I just, I feel that in the bar community, I just don't see that many events, you know, like studios, especially the franchise studios by necessity, by, you know, how their studios run, like they'll do in-studio events, but there isn't much collaboration. And because Relevate isn't a franchise, it's we're kind of like, we're doing our own thing. Um, I was like, I want to create community in the bar world and I want people to connect and learn from one another. And maybe instructors can come in and take and learn from one another. Clients can come in and meet each other and, or new new clients could come in and get an experience of what different flavors of bar um, feels like. 
And so she and I were, you know, back and forth. And she's like, yeah, that sounds so amazing. She's like, actually, I'm going to be in California the weekend of March 9th and 10th. I said, well, look at that. I'm available that weekend. <laughs> I said, because this was back in November. I mean, you know, it was not that far ago, but it feels like 10 years ago. Um, yeah. and, she, and we were like, well, what could we do? Like, and it went back and forth, little iterations. And then I know she spoke with you. And all of us kind of like laser focused on this idea of creating a community event. And this is a big deal for me. I feel like it, all of us, when we shared on Instagram last week, like what was our bigger why for the event, all of us said community. Yeah. And for me, it's creating a space for people to come together and you could come and for example, just come experience a masterclass, three different instructors from different parts of the country different trainings coming together and teaching together. We're co-creating together in the moment, which is a beautiful thing in and of itself. And you can learn from different styles. And the beautiful thing is we all support one another. We each teach different sorts. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the similar exercises, but our, what we say is different, how we cue it's different, how long we cue the exercises. Like we're all going to come together and honor each other's method, which I think is important that all of us have different methods but they all can have validity. And I feel like, and this isn't just in bar, but it's in Pilates, it's in different kinds of movement and yoga. There can be kind of like, no, my way is the right way or my way is the right way. Oh no, my way is the right way or my way is the original <laughs> way. I'm yeah. the OG. So like my way is the right way. Right? And, and I feel like coming from lineages of yoga, which being the oldest movement practice mm-hmm. out of the three, Pilates, which is, you know, has a long history now um and then uh also bar it's easy to get stuck in like my way is the right way and I and I know you and Michelle want to create an event where it's like what if multiple ways are the right way yeah and can we all learn from each other so whether you come and just experience these different methods during the master class or stay for the entire day where we'll have workshops on you know different topics where you'll learn, learn from each of us. And then there's a big party at the end, of course, because you can't have an event without a party. <laughs> um, it's a really great way to get involved. So you can get involved at the class level, the workshop level, stay for the whole day. But for me, it's really about celebration. And I find movement is an opportunity to celebrate, right? If you think of emo, the word emotion, it's energy and motion. And I know a lot of times when I'm in the zone moving, so much emotion comes up, right? You get the the tinglies, the goose bumps, your eyes water. Like sometimes if I hear a really good song come on, my eyes water. If I look around at my class and they're all moving at one, like I start to kind of choke up a little bit. Like movement can bring up emotion. Yeah. Um, And that energy is something that I I feel like all of us want to harness and share with one another. um, And that all of us bring something to the table. Even the people coming to the event, they're bringing their energy and we're all co-creating this experience where we build relationships, we build community, lifelong connections, fun. Of course, there'll be sweat. Of course, there'll be fun and partying. But it's something that on our own, if we did little events each on our own in our own corners of the country, this wouldn't happen. Right. And I feel like this is the future. This is my opinion. This is the future for fitness and movement is these kind of events. And, and it's, it's my, my hope. It's yeah. my kind of future, Shannon. I yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I'm so excited to finally meet you in person. I feel like I've known you for years. I know. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you today on the podcast. Guys, make sure you check out Shannon. Shannon, share with everybody where they can find you on social media and your website and if they want to take classes if you're in the San Diego area. Mm -hmm. So you can find me personally on Instagram at Shannon.Werner, W-E-R-N-E-R. My studio, Relevate, uh, Instagram is Relevate, so that's R, Elevate, <laughs> Relevate, dot life, and the website is Relevate, dot life. So yes, if you're in the San Diego area, I offer bar and Pilates, Scott Pilates classes, would love to have you, so please reach out. And yes, if you're in the San Diego area, please think about coming to Bar Babes Unite on Sunday, March 10th. The masterclass is from 1030 to 12, and the whole event is from 1030 to 5. We really would love to have you. And stay tuned on my social channels. I know Nadia and also Michelle's social channels on all the details coming up. So, Yes. Yes. Stay tuned. And if we see you there, please let us know if you listen to us on the podcast. We'd love to have you there. And Shannon, thank you so much. I would love to have you back on after the event. Oh my gosh, I would love to. It'd be my pleasure. Okay, great guys. Thanks for listening. Bye, Shannon. Bye-bye.